Welcome to the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe everyone is born with the ability to create the life we desire. Our goal is to help everyone realize anything is possible. Today we are going to be starting a two-part series on why it is important to discuss politics and religion. This is Season 1, Episode 17. Another beautiful day here in the Flathead Valley. We're just going to jump right into it because this is a hot topic and it's a honestly an uncomfortable topic. Why do we feel it's important to discuss politics and religion? If you, our listeners, are like Kurt and I, you grew up in an environment where it was said that there are two things that you never discuss, first being politics and second being religion, and you especially don't discuss it around the dinner table. Or if you disagree. Or if you disagree. <laughs> Because that was my experience growing up, is that if I didn't agree with my parents' politics, then I just didn't discuss it. It wasn't, they never really told me why they believed a certain way, but they had a, they had a stance on one direction. And so you had to have that same stance, but you never really heard why they had that stance, but you certainly couldn't question it or take the other stance. Right. And so what do you think that the outcome for you around these two heavy topics has been in your journey of growing up, especially in your adolescence. I knew, I know politically the side of a house that you grew up in. And as you've now ventured out into the world, you've lived, you've had your own life experiences. You have a, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you have a successful business. How have you noticed pros and cons to being told to, well, I think have the discussion. in my earlier years, you know, I, I went the opposite of them at one point. And it's also cool that to say that one of my two parents, my mom has actually, uh, the older she's got, the more she's been willing to hear other sides and definitely has a different view than she had in 1985 when she wasn't, when she was a politician. And that's pretty cool to see that your mom, that people can grow. They say older people, they're just stuck in their ways. And to see my mom grow and have her say, I don't totally agree with that thought anymore. And, and that's been my experience. Initially, it was I went against my parents probably because I was an adolescent teenager and knew the opposite. And then I had the time in my life where it's like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to fall into their political scheme of things and, you know, to get, supporter to get approval from them but then the older i've gotten the more i've been like well hold on here why do i have the belief i have around politics and how does it truly affect me so it's not what cnn or fox says but it's looking at realistically what's what's in the best what i feel is the best for the country what i feel the best is for my community and my county and my city and my you know and also our our personal life, you know, all that comes into effect of it. Right. And and not buying into just an argument. Like sometimes one side says, well, if you, you know, if you believe this, you're a, you know, as an example would be, I've heard 
some Christians say, oh, you can't be a you can't be a Democrat and be a Christian. And it's like, whoa, hold on here. What's that have to do with anything? And that's where I've had to be able to use common sense and say, I'm not buying into your guys' propaganda. I'm going to look at it from my own from my own perspective and what's true and what's not true. Well, and we've watched over the last, I know I've watched in the last two elections for sure. And maybe it's just because I'm older and more aware of really issues that should be political and issues that should not be political becoming political. And really I grew since I grew up in a household where it was not discussed, it not discussed at all. The only one in my whole entire family that ever even addressed politics was my grandfather on my mother's side. Um, he was an entrepreneur and uh, a successful businessman and read Forbes magazine and was always listening to um, economists kind of predict the economy and watching the ebbs and flows of the market and all that. But I wasn't around him enough to know even where to start. If I was to ask a question that in just the last two elections, there has been so many questions that have stirred up in my own being especially since we've gone on the journey of uncovering our answers and our spiritual walk that has made me think, wait a minute, if people could just sit down and have a discussion, if a little kid at a dinner table could just ask a question and instead of being told, because I told you so, they actually were able to cultivate why they might be asking the question and why they might have the belief that they have what would the face of our country look like? What would the depths of our relationships look like? What would all of, all of the friendships and environments look like if people could just dive in and have the discussion knowing that they're going to become closer, there's going to be more unity, and that they're going to be totally accepted and loved even though they differ in their opinions. Right now, in most settings that we walk into, we can say – that they're 95% Republican or they're 95% Democrat or they're a majority Christian in this denomination or they're anti-government completely because those types of groups of people cultivate so that they have a like-minded understanding, but it doesn't, why can't all groups of people cultivate, have a discussion and then true authentic friendships can be formed, not because of the way that you vote or the church that you go to on Sunday that, but just because you really like somebody and have something in common with them. I know that sounds like a really big dream and I'm looking at the world through rose colored glasses, but wouldn't it be great? Right. We just watched a really uh, interesting documentary series with, you know, acting and stuff on Netflix called Waco. And it's about the, uh, events in Waco, Texas with David Koresh and the Branch Davinians and, you know, the ATF and the FBI and all that kind of stuff. But it was definitely a really powerful show in a lot of ways because you saw that certain people joined the organization because they just wanted to be a part of something and they wanted to feel it valued and they wanted God to approve of them. A lot of that with the David Koresh's groups is that they, that they wanted God to approve of who they were and they wanted to be in some powerful movement and be of some notoriety. But the thing that was interesting at the very end of the show, a radio, they showed a radio guy talking on the radio and he said, when does, when did it become okay to have everybody that just anybody that has a different view of stuff that you have 
to become your enemy. Right. And I thought that was really powerful because if I sit at a table and I, I'm eating and somebody's a uh, really staunch uh, Republican or somebody's a really staunch Democrat and I don't agree with certain things they say, that doesn't make them my enemy because they see things from their perspective on how what they think is the best for the situation, what, how they see what's best for the United States. And you look at Thomas Jefferson and um, John Adams, and you see two of our founding fathers who had polar opposite views on what they thought was best for the country, but they grew over the time to respect each other enough to realize that they both were really patriots. They both, they both wanted what was best for America. They just saw how to get there in a different way. And they became close, close friends until they died. I believe even on the same day of the same year on July 4th, actually of the same year. And, you know, they were, they were opposites, but they were able to sit down and have eat together and be friends and say, Oh yeah, that's great that you see it this way, but I see it this way. And it wasn't, I'm going to stone you to death if you don't see it the way I see it. Right. I'm, I'm, I love that. I love that there can be, you know, we've sat on nonprofits and been a part of board settings and, and done a lot of volunteer work and you get to kind of see the political side of what goes into it. I grew up in a family with a uh, coach in the school district. And so I got to see all the ins and outs of the politics that goes along with, you know, playing the right kid. What's the consequence if you don't and how it all comes from a point of lack if that makes sense, where usually people who are so passionate and so divisive and so want to be heard, just like David Koresh, is his childhood when we saw what we saw and his perception of his relationship and how he was devalued made it so important to him to be valued and to be heard. And when he wasn't heard the way that he thought everybody should hear him, he took on great shame and then he had to come out with an even greater manifesto. And I think of that's a large scale, huge left spectrum viewpoint. But when I think about growing up in a small town and the politics that go along, if you look and can go, okay, why are people behaving the way that they are? Why is it that they really feel so strongly about this happening? Is it because, you know, we've always heard this statement, like they're trying to live vicariously through their kids because they didn't have what they wanted or their childhood wasn't the way that they wanted. And, or they want, yeah, they want somebody in the community to edify them as like being their I remember a few years ago as a good example, as I was in this group of gentlemen that met every week and, you know, discuss life and different things and, um, and do some Bible study stuff. But I can remember this one guy showing up one time and, you know, he was just all his head down and he was about in tears and was really upset. And he said, I just can't believe it. My son quit football to play soccer. He was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. And, he said, because I've dreamed my whole, his whole life that he was going to throw the winning touchdown in the state championship game and everybody would be cheering and they'd see what a great job I did as a dad. And it's like, whoa, 
I, I thought right then, it's like, whoa, I'm sorry you didn't have success, but don't you just want your kid to do well in whatever he does? And it was really one of those big eye openers for me in my life that it's like, as a parent, do I want, do I want my son to succeed for his happiness or for me to look good for his joy and his peace or for me to look good? And that's also in politics. If you, you know, when you say, Oh, I was a certain I'm a politician. I believe in this political thing because I don't want to disappoint my parents or my parents might've died or whatever. And so I'm not going to go against their way. And, it's like how oh, we, we need the opportunity to grow and what's best for us. And I think any parent, and we see it from the God perspective as well is if God sees us and says, man, I just want you to experience life and have peace and joy and your journey is your journey. And I didn't write it out for you and tell you, you have to behave a certain way. That's when things begin to be different. Well, and the, the really cool thing about if, if we could just have the discussion that I think there would be a whole lot less of people trying to live vicariously or trying to withhold their family name and their reputation or whatever motivates people to be so passionate about things. I think that if they could be allow themselves to be vulnerable, we've experienced this is allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and say, wait a minute, the reason that I believe this is because this was my experience, but it's not a hundred percent truth like I'm open-minded enough to look at it another way and come to my own conclusion which has taken years and years when Kurt and I first got together we were both very very convicted in our own beliefs and when spiritually Kurt, and politically and when I introduced Kurt to my mom for the first time there was discussion of politics and they were on two totally different ends of the spectrum and so it got somewhat heated and the body language and everything changed. And I remember in the midst of it being like, I don't know if I can make this work because I don't know if I can deal with this tension and this being a fight now for the next 50 years of my, of my life. And the beautiful thing about Kurt and I going on the spiritual journey is through the spiritual journey, we've also been able to dive in on a lot of the political topics and we're continuing to grow and evolve. And there are pros in both parties it's just being able to honestly say that and then see what the best is for our country, our community, our city, our household, and being able to look at the end result and work backwards to see, okay, which ones hit along all of the lines. If I'm only out there voting politically for something because of one or two issues, then I'm missing the whole boat on really what our founding fathers did when they created the constitution and the reason that they believe so strongly in separating from England to begin with and giving us all the ability to live a democratic life. Right. And Katie and I definitely have a political views. They're irrelevant because, to other people, they're our own personal views. Katie and I can discuss them with one-on-one -on -one with people and hear other people's opinions. And the cool thing is that when we began to understand that the creator of the entire cosmos loves everybody just the way they are, we were able to then also say, oh, he also loves them if they don't believe the same politically as I do. Because there was certainly a time in each of our lives that when we were religious, before we had the great awakening 
where we opened our eyes and saw God differently than what we, what we had temporarily walked into where we didn't, I mean, I just sort of laughed because we, we didn't support companies that, you know, supported homosexual marriages and stuff. And as our growth has happened, I'm gagging right now that he admitted that I can't believe that there was a time in my life when I was that way. And I apologize and feel awful. I can't even relate to that person to be right. honest. Right. Because we found out that God loves everybody just the way they are and that they're created perfectly just the way they are. And it's not about their sexuality or their, well, any of that kind of stuff. It's like God just wants everybody to have peace and joy. And so we, that awakening of understanding that changed our much of our political view. And we understood, Oh, if somebody votes say Democrat, that doesn't mean they're an atheist devil worshiper or whatever, or a baby killer or any of that kind of stuff. They people vote the way they vote because they have strong convictions. Typically the older they get, they understand. I would hope people have these conversations where they understand why they vote certain ways. And, and there's not a right or a wrong on how they vote. Seeing that this is a real life podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins, I honestly just struggled with uh, Kurt mentioning that piece on how we used to not support companies. Uh, and sadly to say that belief came when I got associated with a lot of people who were in the real right Christian movement. I grew up in a household where we, there was never any judgment on homosexuality. There was, I didn't either. I, I, there was no judgment. And so, so I hope you hear our hearts that we got, we got influenced and then we were able to break that belief and today know that there's no condemnation and that God is a hundred percent love and that he has created us all to live in love and who am I to judge what love looks like. And so I'm growing through right now, the uncomfortableness of that level of vulnerability, but it just shows on other example to me on why it is so important to have the discussion is if young people at an influential age can feel that they can be vulnerable and have the discussion and ask whatever the questions are and share the reason that they feel the way that they do and be valued for having their own opinion. I believe that our country, the next generation and the current generations, if we could get to that would be way stronger and that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the ties that, there was a saying once that I heard that may the ties that bind us together be stronger than those that would tear us apart. And when Kurt mentioned John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, that's what I think of is that the ties that bound them together were that they wanted America to be great and they wanted America to stand and people to have the ability to speak their own opinions and to stand in their own conviction. And that those are the things, even though they argued and disagreed every step of the way, they still have that one thing in front of them. And so really our heart behind this message is, can the ties that bind us together, can love, can humanity, can authenticity, can vulnerability, can love and unity, can all of those things bring us together so that we can start to walk in a new way to where it's okay to sit around the dinner table and if our five-year-old nephew asks why something is a certain way, 
we don't have to have somebody respond because I told you that's why. And that we can just have a discussion. Does that right, make sense? You can sit at the table with a libertarian, a Democrat, a Republican, a, you know, all those in the political realm, whatever, whatever belief it is on your politics and actually break bread and discuss what you think is the best for the country rather than it becoming a, a knockout drag out political uh, war like currently is happening in politics. If, if these politicians today would have grown up in an environment where they could just openly discuss and not, you know, put their feet down and say, I'm right. And stomp their feet when they don't get the way they want to get. And, and then slander the person who has an, questioned it, an opposing opinion and saying that they're whatever. And what would America be like? Right. And what would, um, beyond, I mean, America is a huge 30,000 foot view, but what would your community look like? What would our community look like? What would our neighborhood, we, we drive through our neighborhood and it's interesting people who wave and people who don't wave. And it would just be great if neighbors could talk to neighbors and everything wasn't so sheltered. Like it just seems that everything is so sheltered. And I really believe the reason that everything is so sheltered is because nobody had the ability to learn how to discuss the two things that really keep uh, our country going, which is politics and the spirituality or religion side that keeps your own house in order. And so I don't know, maybe I'm looking through rose colored glasses and on the back of our book, we put, a quote by Ozzy Osbourne. It's one of the lyrics of um, his song dreamer. And it says, if only we could all just find serenity, it would be nice if we could live as one. When will all this anger, hate and bigotry be gone? And that struck my heart so strongly. And that's why it's on the back of the book is, could you imagine, I mean, just close your eyes really for a minute and imagine a day where it's only love, unity and acceptance and where farmer Joe and the most environmentalist that you know actually sat down at the local diner and had a cup of coffee and that it didn't have to be a division. They could just have a conversation and it could be an awesome conversation because they were able to be a hundred percent authentic and a hundred percent transparent in who they are and why they feel the way that they feel. And not the fear of judgment, even like when we just talked about our own personal growth and experience, we felt like, oh, crap, people are going to judge us. I pa- I shut down the recording and we were going to scrap it to be 100% honest because I was thinking, man, if people knew that side of me, whoo. <laughs> and that's the thing is when we get to the point where we don't worry about the fear of judgment, we can just speak our true mind and not be worried that we're going to get stoned to death or in, in a not a literal sense of the word, but or cut out or told that we're not welcome or told that we can't be around certain people because, you know, they're opinionated for the longest time when Kurt and I did butt heads and we laugh because we have a person in our life who's kind of currently growing through some stuff that Kurt grew through and people thought that Kurt was the most. They used to ask me if I was arrogant or just an asshole because he was very, (laughs) he was very, uh, and at that point in my life, I was, um, probably neither of the above. I was just, I lacked self-confidence and I, I portrayed myself as really confident, but it's because I, I wanted everybody to see me for how great I thought I should be, even though I didn't feel good. And now when we share that with people, people who meet Kurt 
who have met Kurt in the last few years who meet Kurt now, they're like, really, I can't even. And it's like, oh yeah, it was, it was a struggle. And I'm not saying he was an asshole or that he was arrogant. It was just his heart condition that from probably stemmed from not being able to share his opinions or be able to have a conversation. I know for me, it was, I'm not going to ever ask a question. If I'm called on, I'm not going to give an answer because I can't allow myself to be vulnerable enough to be judged if it's not right. And there shouldn't be any right or wrong. There are no dumb questions. It should just be a conversation. And I think that that's a piece that has been so missed in the last couple decades that it would be really nice if people could just start to have a conversation. And so today we're just kind of breaking down the walls and hoping that you guys want to join it. And I'm joining the discussion on, you know, you know, this one today is mainly on the political view. Uh, you know, it's, it's examine why you, why you take a stance on a certain side and, you know, it's cutting out what you sort of the set aside prayer. I think it is forget what you think, you know, or whatever, and start over basically. Right. I don't know how that prayer goes. But yeah. Set aside everything that you think, you know, just set it aside and put it and start over. And that's even in politically for us, it's been politically, it's been, let's set aside everything we've been told, what people have sort of dictated to us and actually study and examine what's the best for us in our and how we see it best for the country and the community and all that kind of stuff. And it's the same approach we've taken with religion. And in that you can have some phenomenal conversations with people that view things differently than we view them. Katie and I have had some of the best conversations the last couple of years with people that totally see something the opposite of us. And we haven't fought them. Now, in the past, I, I was sort of a bully when it came to conversations. And I wanted everybody to believe what I believed. And so I didn't. I sometimes got kicked out of clubs and different things and was told not to come back and different things like that. But And lost friends along the way. But I, what I've learned is, hey, they have value and their opinion has value. And when I truly listen to their opinion and their view on something... I sometimes get a different perspective of it. Right. Because I have an open mind to willing to listen. Like I don't know everything on every subject. Right. And for me, one of the most freeing days in my life is when I realized that I could be open-mindedness and that I could be open-minded, have open-mindedness. And I don't have to have an answer right now. Like if somebody says, where do you stand on this? I can honestly say, you know, I, I haven't ever spent enough time thinking about it can I get back to you? And then I can go on my own journey. I can, you know, I have a handful of people in my life that are all different boards of politics and religion that I can go to and have a conversation with. If I want to get more information, I can take time, you know, Kurt and I, one of the main reasons that we totally dove into breaking apart the translations of the Bible and getting into the Hebrew and the Greek was because people condemned mainly Kurt for not 
reading enough of the Bible or not doing it their way. One time, one time we were almost kicked out of a fellowship type environment because somebody said Kurt didn't take communion right. And you just think about all that stuff, and that's just stuff. Yeah, it just doesn't I even chew it right. He didn't yeah. dip his bread and chew it right, and you just kind of go, "Are you kidding me?" Like that's we're going to throw somebody out because they don't meet your expectation of how you chew. And people right now are probably listening to this and going, really? And we're going, yeah, that really was our real life experience in 2008. You know, and that was that same gentleman also told me one time that I should not read so many self-help books or whatever. And I should spend more time in the Bible. And my immediate response in my head was if reading the Bible is going to get me what you have in your life, I don't want anything to do with it. And so, and it's not a criticism. If you want to read the Bible, read the Bible. If you want to read self-help and books, read it. self-help books. If you, if you want to take communion, take communion. It's, it's our own journey and we just get to experience it with people that we love and want to cultivate and grow with. And so today, what would, what would it look like if you actually were able to have a conversation where there weren't guards up, there weren't walls up, and it was just authentic and transparent where you were able to say what it is that you feel you need to say and also hear this is the main piece you could also hear where other people are coming from kurt and i have had some of our best moments in our relationship as well as with other people that we've met along the way when we can actually hear and go now it makes sense as to why this person is the way that they are i had no idea I had no idea that they were raised in such a strict environment that they had to believe that way. Or I had no idea that these situations happened to where politically now, because there were those programs that could help because of the tragedy that happened. I mean, there's so much of a backstory behind everybody's own experiences. And that's the beautiful thing with having a discussion and allowing ourselves to be heard and to be vulnerable as well as to listen as we get to catch really the backstory and in the backstory comes a belief. And the cool thing about the backstory and that belief is it doesn't have to be your belief forever. You can go in and reexamine it and say, wait a minute, you know, I've grown past this. I've had healing in that area. I economically, things are different in my life today, so I can behave in a different manner. And it's all just a journey. It's all just a process and an unveiling and what a beautiful journey it is if we choose to. Right. Your belief will will grow, which will cause your understanding to grow and how it applies to your life will grow. Right. If you just stay in the same thing and say, Oh, this is, I think this way and I only vote this way and I'm not willing to look at anything else. Then you don't grow, you know, great minds and great people grow and they have, they, you know, water that stuff in their heart and they grow in their understanding and all sorts of different things. And you, you know, some of it's empathy and compassion that you can grow and say, okay, I, that's not best for me politically, you know, as business owners and different things. That's not the best for our situation, but I can understand where it's the best for somebody else. I actually find an even ground. I had a big moment that showed my growth in the last um, two weeks. And being a business owner, I've had some concerns with the stimulus package that came out and really what that looks like long-term for our country. And two years ago, I would have voiced my concerns to Kurt, but I never would have taken any action. And I was very impressed when I actually took action and got on a town hall meeting 
and talked to people in our one of our senator's office and was able to voice my concern. I was heard. They were able to tell me what they were able to tell me, but I didn't take that all as truth. And then I was able to go and expand on what they told me and follow up and see if it's 100% with where I'm at. And it was an amazing process because years ago, I would have never had the courage to do that. I would have never felt like I was worthy enough to do that. And we really do have the right as an American citizen to, we do have a voice and that's really the democracy that we're, the beautiful thing about the democracy and the democratic process is there is a chain of command and we can be heard. And so it's been kind of an interesting topic. Next week should even be more interesting since it's yeah, because we're going to dive into religion dun, dun, a little dun. bit. Religion and state are separate, right? Isn't that what's right? The separation of church and state. Even though that's the two topics you're not supposed to talk about. Right. And Isn't so that crazy. The two you don't supposed to talk about are supposed to be separate, but they get lumped together there. I know. That's crazy. Things are backwards. Anyway, I'm really glad that that uh, we got to have this discussion, and you guys got to walk firsthand with the vulnerability experience of. Of being real transparent. It's a real life podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins, and it's real life. The fact is we've fucked up sometimes and we've went down wrong rabbit holes. Right. And we've gotten chased out of those by uh Sam, what's the guy's name from Yosemite Bucky? Sam? Yosemite Sam's <laughs> chased us out with him and never actually shot us, but we got away because we went down the wrong rabbit hole and there he was with the gun. And mm-hmm. it was our shame and our guilt and our misunderstanding of in many cases of who we thought God really truly was and how he viewed the entire world. And each time we've opened our eyes and gotten away and thankful that, you know, we got away from that. Right. Hallelujah for that. So thank you for joining us. Once again, if you, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at F O R freedom five at yahoo.com. Or you can send us a message on social media. Uh, Kurt is on Facebook and I'm on Instagram, Adkins Katie. And we'd love to have feedback, interaction, and see where this discussion can go. We're excited to, to see the walls come down and build on it. So thank you for joining us. Rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe, rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. Also, check out our written blog at expandingtheeyeofthestorm.com or our recently released book, What If? by Kurt and Katie Adkins. 15 topics worth discussing for lifelong happiness. Blessings. Blessings.